Hi, I'm Samanda. And I'm Carmanda. And together, we're... Wisely Stupid. Welcome back to Wisely Stupid with Samanda and Carmanda. This week, we're going to be talking about communication and the tools that we've developed in order to communicate with each other. We're first going to start with talking about our cultural histories um, and the way that our ancestors and our, um, basically, our families have been communicating for generations and generations. Um, Carmel, I asked you if, um, if the Philippines had a history of oral communication yeah, so, you know, what really, like, primarily comes into mind when, I guess, I say Philippine oral tradition or Philippine oral history is really um, the folklore and the, like, superstitions that we have. We are, like, mm-hmm. Filipinos are very superstitious. And, you know, these, I think a lot of these, like, folklores were, like, rooted in our pagan days um they're Mm -hmm. about um fairies and just other worldly creatures which you know after 333 years of colonial rule survived i think mainly through like passing it down orally Um, and how did did how did you learn about these stories yeah so we like i would like learn them from like you know, usually my grandma or like just el- like the elderly people in our community, the older generation. And then I would learn about them. And then, you know, sort of just like, I'll probably tell my kids about these stories. Um, and you can also tell that some of these stories have been modified to have like sort of like a Christianity spin on it since hmm. the Philippines is like... Um, super um catholic um but yeah so i guess that was like a way you know to make it more i guess like acceptable and easier to pass down because you know we can't be like overly catholics and then on one hand like passing down pagan stories yeah that makes sense it's sort of like you have these two ideas that are not contradictory but they're very on opposite send opposite sides of beliefs Mm mm-hmm And you kind of have to, like, in order for them to make sense together, you kind of have to mix and match ideas from one and and put them into the other. No, yeah. Um, That's that's definitely it. In terms of, like, actual, you know, like, actual history, like, obviously we have a very, like, long, complicated history of, like, colonialism and then later imperialism. Um, and even now, I think, you know, modern day imperialism, um, honestly, I didn't really hear, like, I don't hear a lot of those being passed down orally, mm-hmm. maybe except for the fact that, um, you know, um, Ferdinand Magellan went to the Philippines and his attempt to prove that the globe was round. I mean, the earth was round. Mm-hmm. Globe is round. Duh. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I feel like that's just like a, especially, you know, being like, I guess, like the cradle of Christianity in Southeast Asia. 
that was just mm-hmm. like such a like fundamental part of our identity that that story like that historical moment just was just like passed down um and then i'm i'm actually curious i'm curious as to when did the perspective on it change because obviously i'm pretty sure you know there was a whole war to like kick the spaniards out of the philippines mm-hmm. the first time they came so when did the, the narrative change of like oh thank thank god thank god a white man has come to our shores and introduced mm-hmm. us to jesus like obviously they didn't feel that way initially you know mm-hmm. they kicked them out yeah yeah but mm-hmm. somewhere when this you know was when this story was being passed on yeah the perspective sort of changed into well thank god he came and brought christianity mm-hmm. and you know it, i feel like the story of the philippines is not a unique story in that sense because like the entire world has sort of been colonized by christianity <laughs> but uh yeah like i feel like there are so many countries that like have the same history of being like hey we don't want you in our lands we don't want you here and they fought back but then like generations later the whole environment of um accepting these religions sort of changed and they're like oh actually we're going to embrace this foreign thing and i I, i'm not really sure why that happened either but i think that's super interesting yeah and you know, there was this, 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 there's this whole idea of like, you know, if you weren't, I guess, like, if you were pagan, you were like a savage, mm-hmm. you were civilized and all that. But actually, so this is actually a, a piece of history that is not found in like, you know, most like standard history books, like in the Filipino, mm-hmm. like, educational system, or like, or at least when I was there, you know, this was not taught at all. You weren't or, taught this, yeah. Yeah, and also, um, like, this part that I'm about to say. But mm-hmm. before, prior to colonialism, we had actually, like, a very rich, like, obviously, like, we already had our own culture. And it was, like, um, it was actually, um, I, I, I forget the term, but I think it's, like, a matriarchal society. So women. Okay. Yeah, women, you, like, usually when they marry the husband, if the woman was well-known in their village and she was known to be like a brave warrior or the great hunter and whatnot, it was the husband who took her name because it was an honor Ooh. to be married to her. Wow, that's, I think that's beautiful. I know. And I was like, man, and I only really learned about it after I, I was already in the U.S. And hmm. there was just, you know, like, I just came across like scholarly articles like discussing like pre-colonial um Filipino culture and I was like wow like I was never taught this and you know like mm-hmm. people I don't know I'm sure you know the the people who run like the scenes from the background they they knew they knew they don't that, want that piece of history yeah they knew it was just always there but obviously they don't want to push that narrative cuz mm-hmm. by god it's so anti-catholic radical it's so yeah. radical radical yeah um yeah like another thing uh, something similar to that that like has been pretty much criticized in the united states is the lack of education of like black history you mm-hmm. know like people are just like oh yeah like throughout most history black people are just slaves when that wasn't a real thing when like um and that that sort of goes to your point of being like there are people 
you know, history is written by the victors and there are definitely going to be some things that they're going to leave out in order to make sense with the narrative that they're telling you now and make sense with like how you want to, how they want you to behave in society, basically. And that's, 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 that's one thing I've been learning about history and the philosophy of history is really like, first of all, what is it? It's basically just a story that we tell ourselves about the past and then second of all, like who, who's telling the story really filters out everything, you know? And so, yeah. So the, the thing I, I learned is not to really trust history because the people who are, who are teaching it, who are distributing it, they most likely have an agenda behind doing that. No, yeah. And honestly, like, you know, when you were telling me about um, the Black Wall Street and the massacre that occurred mm-hmm. in there... I didn't learn about that until last year, actually. And I learned by watching HBO Watchmen. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so crazy that I learned that from, like, a fictional um, story. story. And then Mm -hmm. I searched it up and I was like, oh, fuck. It was a real thing. (laughs) Yeah, no. And and that also goes to, like, um, representation also. Because if you... if if black people and everyone else don't have the resources to express themselves, that show probably would have never been made and you probably would have never watched it and you probably would have never known about the Tulsa massacre. And yeah, so it really is. um, Yeah. You really have to give people voices in order to share their history with you. And that's why, I don't know. That's why um, oral tradition to me is very interesting because this is something that has been saved from person to person. And it, it most likely it's never been written down. Mm-hmm. And things that are written down, I guess, I don't know. I can read something that Descartes wrote himself, you know. That doesn't necessarily mean I'll understand him. But, like, he himself wrote this and he's telling me this. But I think oral traditions are more sacred because mm-hmm. there is no something imprinting them in history forever you know you really have to rely on your family members on your elders on the people the keepers of history the keepers of your history in order to receive this knowledge and communication from your from his like generations beyond right and um sorry i lost my train of thought (laughs) i'm coloring a mermaid right now (laughs) I'll cut this part out, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, okay. I, now I remember what I was going to say. I was going to okay. say that, yeah, and I took a push and a mm-hmm. government. I felt like I definitely studied, you know, more history than, you know, more most Americans, mm-hmm. given the standard Education. history curriculum mm-hmm. and whatnot. And yeah, I never learned about things that I think I should have learned about. Like, mm-hmm. like I recently learned um, on social media that there was a Black Mulan. And that was legit. Like, it wasn't just some story someone made up. Like, there was literally a woman who disguised herself as a man and fought for the Union in the Civil War. And no one told me about it. Like, there's no movie. There's nothing. Oh, what the and hell? I, I just think that is such a cool piece of history that we don't get to, we don't get to have, you know? Yeah. And, and it fits with the narrative that like, 
I don't know, women of color don't really like hold positions in the military or whatever. Just like it, it, it paints women of color in a really good light. And so I feel like that's part of, not probably the whole reason we don't learn about this, but it's part of the reason that this isn't taught in school. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels like we've been robbed. Honestly, we I feel like robbed. I feel like most when I was in high school, I was just like, oh, I'm getting an education. But low key, I mean, probably not with math or with English or stuff like that, but with history and social science, it's, it's kind of like, oh, low key, I was getting brainwashed into thinking that this was America's history. And like, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but um, back when we recently graduated high school, I think we were like freshmen or whatever, there mm-hmm. was this movement called American Exceptionalism. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? So basically, it was like yeah. these people pushing to, um, to teach US history, but like only the good parts of it. They're like, we're literally only going to talk about all the good things America has done. And everyone's like, no don't do that (laughs) why would you want to do that (laughs) it's like germany's like actually let's just skip world war ii let's let's just that's so stupid yeah and and yeah i i remember like even mr smith talking about it being like no (laughs) no no yeah um that reminds me about like um Apparently in Japan, they haven't, they don't really acknowledge like the war, the war crimes that they had committed. Like um, the comfort women, where they would like kidnap like Korean girls and put them in like comfort stations where they pretty much like, oh my god, their soldiers raped them. They don't acknowledge that part of wow their history. But everyone, everyone knew what happened. Well, not everyone, you know. But well, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, 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 but that's just, like, my point, you know, like, and that wasn't, like, the only thing, like, I remember, like, um, when Obama had gone there to, like, to, like, celebrate, like, the anniversary of something about, like, Japanese-U.S. relations, I want to say the mm-hmm. end of World War Two, but maybe not, mm-hmm. so don't quote mm-hmm. me on that, but it was something, like, Obama, like, went, like, like straight up like call them out for one of the things that they refused to acknowledge and they Did were they? not happy about it yeah Ooh. yep you know what i kind of miss like the savageness of obama because he honestly like he wasn't the best president ever but compared to who we have now it's just like wow <laughs> you know we we didn't know what we had until it was gone but oh, he yeah. was a very savage president i agree like he, you know, we can't. There's not like a single person I think that would be like the perfect president. You know, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the ins- there's, there's no perfect human, so that's pretty much impossible. Yeah, and I feel like the institution itself of at which like you know America is built upon, mm-hmm. just like prevents you from being like a like an ethical president. It just yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. I mean, America literally made its name by being the bully of the world. Like, we literally, like, our biggest, our biggest, like, come come out, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word, was mm-hmm. dropping the bomb on Hiroshima. 
and everyone's like oh shit oh, they're not shit. fucking around yeah and then it's from there America. like I don't think we've we ever shed our I feel like America and Russia are like the two bullies that always fight with each other and everyone in the world is just like no not today <laughs> not yeah. my country and like now that China is like you know a rising power America's mm-hmm. like fuck there's another bully in the playground honestly it's like oh my god I don't know I feel like the trifecta is is really scary like the thought of because they're they're all just major powers in the world and they all hate each other I don't know I don't know about Russia and China do they hate each other I hope they don't because then well actually I hope they do so that they don't ally (laughs) yeah I think they might have something going on fishy Mm. down there (sighs) I don't know bro I just feel like you never know what to expect with 2020 the only thing I will be shocked that happens this year is that everything goes away and it, and life goes back to normal. Like, that's the only thing that will shock me. Really? Yeah. Like, like tomorrow, coronavirus is not here anymore. And, the, and President Trump is not Trump anymore. It was all just a fever dream. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. Oh, my God. I kind of want to say something, but I'm scared the FBI will get me for it. I'll cut it out, girl. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. I'm just thinking, I was like, yo, what if he just dies tomorrow like trump dude <laughs> no actually both trump and pence die tomorrow separate and joe biden. Separate and joe biden oh god oh, yeah. oh my god what if they all have like a beef you know like they're like confronting each other yeah and then like the earth just opens and swallows them like all of them that would be awesome. We've manifested it. Manifest what you want into <laughs> the universe. Manifest Honestly. It. Oh, I was on TikTok, actually. I was on TikTok today. And um, I don't know. I should send you um, what I'm talking about. But there's, like, this video of a massage therapist. And he's like, oh, this is how you massage your partner. And I wrote a comment that was, like, Joe Biden looking at this, like. And it was, like, the, the eye emoji in the mouth. Uh-huh. And someone had the audacity to be, like, Oh, okay. This wasn't bad, but he's like, Trump looking at this like, and I was like, yeah, we all know that Trump is an asshole, but like, you don't always have to be like, oh, but you also have to hate Trump, you know? Because Joe Biden sucks also, you know? (laughs) Like, he sucks. So I was um, low-key triggered by that. I was like, and then they they got into a fight, and like other people got into a fight, and I was like, I don't like either of them, y'all. I don't know who you're fighting for. I know, oh, and it's, it sucks, like, is this bad? I'm not even going to go vote this November. There, I said it, period. I know y'all Dude. say, your vote matters, whatnot, bitch. No. I know California's going to vote blue. I'm not even going to try. I'm going to vote already, green. You already made like, my choice for me, Sammy. Honestly. No, like, literally, I... I don't know what the fuck happened with the primaries. There were literally so many people. There was Kamala Harris. There was Andrew Yang. There was Elizabeth Warren. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like we all bullied each other into getting Joe Biden. I honestly refuse to believe that Joe Biden got there, like, square and, like, square and square. square. Like, there is no way. I don't think he has that big of a following. I honestly forgot he existed until this election again. Yeah, like it was it was Super Tuesday where he just 
you know, I feel like after those results, the election was over and like they kept telling people the election was over. And that was what really annoyed me. People were like, oh, Joe Biden won. We're like, no, he didn't. But if you keep saying it's just like Trump, if you keep saying he's not like if you give like him media coverage every time then obviously more people are going to vote for him because they don't have time to hear other people's candidates they're just like i've seen this guy on tv so i'm gonna vote for him because i've seen him on tv without really doing like their research about what his platforms are how old he is like he this guy is 78 years old are you kidding me that's who we're rooting for Ah. and trump is 73 so like what huh i can't even yeah, like, why are we putting, like, important future decisions in the hands of, like, really old white men? And also, what is our, like, our number one, um, like, our number one enemy right now for all of humankind is climate change. And old people don't understand climate change or they don't care about they climate change. They just don't change. give a fuck. They're like, They're, ah, we're going to die gonna tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like this is... I feel like Gen Z is um, a unique generation. Absolutely unique generation. Is that and our the, generation? The, yeah, we're we're Gen Z, actually. Are we if Gen we, Z? We are Gen Z. We are old Gen Z. So 1995 is when Gen Z starts. And okay. before that, you're a millennial. And you know what? Like, it high-key makes sense because, like, I've never fully identified with the millennial because every time they're like, oh, these millennials aren't buying diamonds. I was like in high school, you know, I was like, of course, I'm not buying diamonds. I'm 16. But (laughs) (laughs) but Gen Z really makes sense. Um, And the the way the FBI actually the FBI has a description of Gen Z. The FBI. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. The FBI has a description of Gen Z that they're uh-huh. keeping track of like they they want to know more about people right and I, d- I don't remember the full definition so please don't quote me on this also but the yeah. first thing that really defines gen z is being born after 9-11 or was really really young during 9-11 um and like millennials they were probably like in elementary school when that happened so they sort of remember life before but really gen z was born into a world of fear and born into um and that was like after the whole exxon mobile did the climate thing you know like back in the 80s and everything yeah this this, we're the first generation to really be born into this world into this like shit show i mean it's always been a shit show but our current shit show is we're the first generation to be born into it and so we've always grown up being like what the fuck is going on and then we went through the 2008 crisis when we were in elementary school and then we are going through another crisis right now but yeah we 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 don't care because of all the you know when you get desensitized to everything you just don't care anymore yeah that's gen z that's us that's gen z that's sad yeah but at the same time we have unlimited power I think and you really got to see that with um the Trump rally you know mm-hmm. and like our ability to organize and tech we're so technologically savvy that our ability to organize together from across across the world and even like in our communities is really amazing and you also see that with the Black Lives Matter movement because you know the only way the only way I get my Black Lives Matter news is on social media because no TV is covering it 
Yeah. Like, after the riots stopped, I have never seen anything on Black Lives Matter protests. Oh, yeah. Except and for Portland. Dude, it's crazy how I didn't know what was going on in Portland until last week. Yeah, dude. Like, if it's we were on Instagram, right? Yeah, I, I keep seeing like, stuff what? on TikTok. It's, it's insane. And now CNN is like, this is the reason why people in Portland are still protesting. I'm like, oh, now you choose to cover it? Fuck you, CNN. Honestly. Dude, I saw this, like, a video of this um, journalist who had her um, press badge torn off her neck. And then they took the cash out of her pockets. And then they had pepper sprayed her. So they were handcuffing her as she was vomiting. And she was like, call this person for me, please. And she was terrified because, you know, they're just taking people off streets. Like, it's so fucking crazy just how backwards this country yeah. is and oh. our values are like they're nothing they're worth nothing yeah dude, that reminds me someone on my facebook let me go um search it up but it's like an onion-esque it wasn't by the onion but it was like an onion-esque mm-hmm. like like a headline. fish trap kind of thing yeah and it said <laughs> i was laughing so hard it says nra accidentally forgets to rise up against tyrannical government oh my god (laughs) an embarrassed national rifle association says it totally forgot to do the one thing it has been saying for years it is solely there to do (laughs) honestly dude where are the state's rights people honestly the people are like oh we don't need a huge government we don't need all this regulation please let it all go like where where are they right now i don't see them I don't see them. Uh, they're, like, so annoying on Twitter. They're like, yeah. Like, um, bring back order. Fuck those scums. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. you pro-states rights? Oh, my God. And people are like, um, if you don't break the rules, you won't get kidnapped. And I'm like, um, excuse um, me? That's not how it works. Just because you break there. the law doesn't mean you don't have constitutional rights anymore. And that may... And honestly, I think... This idea has been fed, um, this, like, idea that if you break the rules, you're automatically going to pay the price without having any due process. Like, it's just something that we've come to normalize in our society when really, like, that's exactly what the Founding Fathers did not want at all. Yeah. Like, what the actual F. And also the fact that Puerto Rico exists shows that we do not stick to our values because they are taxed like a bitch without having any vote in congress and that exactly. is literally how america started so that's how you know our our we're, our values are completely bullshit they are they're like you know if if it serves the benefit that we want then yeah we have morals like super superficial honestly I don't know, though. Like, I feel like we should only elect people that don't want to be president. You know? Like, what I'm saying? (laughs) We can't force people into the hardest job in the world. But I feel like if you're competent for it, like, or somebody should be training to be the president of the United States. Oh, my God. that's Like a doctor. Like a doctor. Oh, girl. I was about to say, like, the Dalai Lama. Yes. I also like that. Like, the Avatar. (laughs) The avatar, exactly. They're born into it and their whole lives that's is all dedicated they do. to it. Oh they my god. But I like again, that like, though. Like there's no bad. Yeah, and then the there. next one. 
Well, there, there always is. Like, technically, their souls travel, you know? And they always know who the next one is. Yeah, but if, like, they die unexpectedly, you know? Um, like, who's gonna lead, um, like, while waiting for the next one to be ready? You know, like... Yeah, like, like it's like uh, they die when the new one is eight years old or something. Yeah. Or, mm. yeah. Honestly, that's why... I don't know if you've heard, but China kidnapped <laughs> practically took the next Dalai Lama and no is, way um raising him in captivity or whatnot like something shady for sure because no way. Um, they're communist countries so they don't really mm-hmm. you know uh, something really yeah like religion is something that's like a big threat to them hmm. so yeah I'm pretty sure I read somewhere about them pretty much um I don't want to say breaking the cycle because that sounds too like avatar-y, but mm-hmm. uh, but they're, they're like they're, even for the people that believe, it. yeah, they're disrupting. Yeah. And so, wow. like, I yeah, you should like Google it up. Like, where is the next Dalai Lama? And they're like, China has him. <laughs> I hope his experiences in China make him a better Dalai Lama. And when he just finally decides to be Dalai Lama, he'll be the best Dalai Lama, and it will have like back. Um, what is it called? Like when you it backfires. Yeah, I hope it oh. backfires on China. Yeah, yeah. Cause okay, I think actually this wasn't like an official like statement or whatever. It, I think it was just like someone's comment on the article that I was reading was that they took him so that they could raise him to be their puppet. Like they're not gonna eliminate him. Oh. That would cause like such a, you know like an upheaval. So they're just gonna mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make sure they're gonna brainwash. Mm-hmm. They're gonna make sure oh. that the next Dalai Lama bends to their will. That's so interesting. Yep. I don't know though. Like sometimes I do believe that life is just a video, a video game, in which we kept like we keep dying and getting reincarnated as random things, and the only way you can beat the game is to like do your karma. Basically, what the Buddhists believe, but like life is literally a video game. Like sins, yeah. and um, we just have to get out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I heard about this like sort of like perspective on like afterlife before. Um, I went to a Christian school, but surprisingly, one of our school administrators was um, uh, Harry Krishna. If that's how you say it, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name. Mm-hmm. Anyone <laughs> is listening, but um, I'm gonna come for you. I know. I'm like it's not <laughs> Or Krishna, <laughs> I don't know, some, something like that. But mm-hmm. their belief is that so first they don't eat anything that has blood, mm-hmm. um, because they think that the Christ, the second coming of Christ, or Christ can come in all forms of life. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't have. Oh, to they be don't like, want to eat Christ. Yeah, they don't want to accidentally kill his second coming. Oh, uh, that's so cute. Which is my. I think my understanding. I was in third grade when she tried to explain yeah. it. So I might be making. She's giving up. you the light version. Yeah, but she was like, "We believe that Christ. You know, we believe in the second coming of Christ, and that He can come anytime. So we mm-hmm. don't eat anything that has blood in them because, you know, we believe He can come back in all forms. Mm-hmm. And then um, he, she also told me that they believe that Earth is hell, and you mm-hmm. keep. It's like it's very Buddhist-like, so they think that earth is hell and your soul is reborn over and over and over until you're ready to enter heaven 
And when you mm-hmm. reach that state, that state is nirvana, very much mm-hmm. like the Buddhist, which, you know, you've reached the final stage of mm-hmm. peace or something like that. But yeah, so being in earth is a way for your soul to prepare to go to heaven. That is really interesting. Yeah, but I think they also believe in karma. So if, mm-hmm. you know, if you were, if you lived like a really horrible like life, then you were, because of your be karma, yeah, you're going to be reborn into like a worse situation. Or maybe not even human. You won't be born human. Mm, you'll be born like a fly. Which I think, honestly, I feel like it would be easier to do, to like live like, sin free if you will you know to be like mm-hmm. as a fly because i just mm-hmm. i only have to survive like that is true for four days too not even that long yeah exactly <laughs> so hmm. you know what well i guess that's okay. how it works you know you always maybe maybe if you're good then you'll turn into a fly maybe if you're bad you'll come back as a human again oh and have to live through this bullshit <laughs> maybe that's your punishment <laughs> If you're really good, you'll be born as like a golden retriever adopted oh by my a god. like white. Family. Yes, exactly. That is honestly the step before Nirvana. That is like the, the best karma. <laughs> that is the step before Nirvana. But yeah. yeah, um, what were we talking about before we got into this whole spiritual? Thing? We were talking about like you know the united states oh yes and our values yeah yeah oh so this 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 kind of is um the perfect segue to the second topic that i want to talk about which is well the reason why i quit facebook and honestly um thank you for letting me sort of hijack this first episode of our podcast because i was going to write um, an article about it and I maybe I will write the article if yeah. I'm still inspired but like I sort of just first wanted to talk about it because all of my ideas sort of flow through conversation but you know especially with I feel like Facebook has fundamentally changed since 2016 like I remember um, I remember making Facebook when I was like 11 years old at the public library and I was like so excited. I only had one friend. He was my sixth grade crush. And the only reason I created a Facebook was to be friends with him. Um, and then I like literally didn't touch the website for like two years or something. And then around like, I don't know, 2010, 2011 era, Facebook really became popular like that that's when it um basically overtook MySpace and MySpace was no more. Um so yeah, and then during those like, you know, those were pretty much my my formative years. Those were middle school and the beginning of high school. And I feel like that was when Facebook really um you know, my online identity sort of merged with my real life identity. You know, like I don't know. I feel like I was definitely living on Facebook and I was living in real life that was the first time I was doing that um and then and then um we graduated high school in 2016 and I guess that was also another transitional moment of my life but also in 2016 Donald Trump became president and from then on Facebook has just been like sort of a shit show of toxicity and for the past four years I mean I was in college so it was it was 
Facebook really had a lot of utility for me. You know, even though like it was, there was like fake news and there was like all of these scandals, like the data scandal and everything, Facebook really had a lot of utility because I was making so many friends in college. Um, there were so many groups that you can join. And then there was also like finding housing on Facebook. You can find stuff on Facebook Marketplace and books and everything. So Facebook really had a big utility and then this past year, I feel like it just got exponentially worse. And especially because, first of all, it's 2020. Second of all, it's election year. Third of all, people are becoming, I feel like people are becoming more nasty online. Yeah, like worse and worse. They're just getting worse and worse online. And you know what? I, I feel like I now that I'm looking at it in hindsight, I can also see my, um, what is it? Sort of like a... Uh, shit uh, slippery slope you know like a slippery slope I could see myself like sliding down the slippery slope by like I would just like I started by just commenting on stuff where I was like oh this is definitely heinous I'm just gonna comment and then like that commenting was like oh I really have to get my voice out there you know and yeah. it sort of became not a not I would say it was definitely uh, like I was addicted to Facebook like for sure I was on it when I didn't want to be on it it was just like it felt like it was controlling me and also just the nasty stuff that I would see would trigger me. And I'd be like, how the fuck? Like, why Why are you like this? You know? There yeah. was, like, the things that I have seen, it's just, it's pretty, yeah. And every time I would log on, I would immediately just be like, oh, God, I did not want to see that. Like, I really didn't want to see that. And I don't know why I'm still here. It's just because I've sort of conditioned myself. And, you know, I really did have, um, like, one of my biggest triggers is boredom. And whenever I'm bored, I don't know how to deal with that. And so what I used to do is just go on Facebook and just, like, mindlessly scroll just to get rid of the boredom. Yeah. And that was, like, one of the biggest traps. But, yeah, so so recently, um, I don't know, have you ever heard of um, Cal Newport? No. So he is a um, professor in um, uh, Georgetown University, mm -hmm. and he, he did computer science, and he has never had a social media before, and he was, he like, way back in, like, 2014 or something, he did a TED Talk that was like, here's why you should quit social media, and I think mm -hmm. I saw it in, like, 2016, and I was like, uh, no thank you, random man, why would I listen to you, you know, like, you don't even have social media how do you know its benefits if you've never downloaded it and then like four years went by and I was like ah shit he was right like I should have listened to him four years ago <laughs> but yeah like I, I wanted to ask you like how do you also feel like the toxicity of Facebook like in your I've, life I've definitely you know like had instances where I'm like oh my god Facebook is so toxic but I feel like I don't spend enough time in it to be like just like immersed in it for like 24 hours you know and like at mm -hmm. the end of it like dreading being on it I feel like mm -hmm. I have a very different relationship with Facebook in a sense like I don't really go there for entertainment um, mm -hmm. I don't even like go there for like memes or like whatnot anymore. It's really like it's the only form of like social media I think that is still connected to my life in the Philippines. So like my mm -hmm. Filipino friends are there, you know, my relatives, my family. Yeah. And so that was 
the one thing that had kept me like ending tethered yeah yeah like that is that is definitely like one of my biggest considerations so right now I only have my account deactivated so it's still there and there's Mm -hmm. still the looming possibility but if I delete it you know I lose connection with my aunts my cousins my grandma well my grandma's not on Facebook but like my my uncles are and stuff so I mean, although even though I don't talk to them every day, it's just like the possibility of getting in touch with them and like potentially talking to them is strong enough to keep me on Facebook. Yeah. And um, like likewise, I don't really like talk to them that often on Facebook. Obviously, like I prefer calling them like, you know, like over like a video call and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. it's just a way that I keep like being updated with their lives and them with me with without like, you know, like actually talking to each other one-on-one like you know I figured like my uncle just had a kid or they found Mm -hmm. out I graduated Mm -hmm. and that sort of like gives us like oh like you know at the back of our head even though we haven't talked in like years you're still connected yeah they know what's going on with my life you know they know I'm not dead in a ditch or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) they know Mm -hmm. that I'm like I have like a like a fairly good life and it also gives me comfort to know that they're fine and they're not sick and you know they're they're thriving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, yeah I think that that is a very good point that you make. Um, the fact that you are not on Facebook, you're you're on Facebook for this specific reason and not just on it to like mindlessly scroll. Um, I feel like mine mine was the opposite way where I was like, oh, I, I go on Facebook to be entertained. And, you know, like I love memes. I don't think anyone I know loves memes as much as I love memes. Uh-huh. And Facebook, when I was doing my research, I got all of my memes from Facebook. So that was also like one big thing where I was like, I, I don't know if I can call myself a memes researcher if I'm not staying on top of what's happening in the memes, you know? Right. And just like... I don't know. That's also one big part where I I really had to reconsider like permanently deleting that source of information and that source of observation and cultural moments, you know, because I don't know, one day I'll log on and I completely won't understand because I don't have the foundation <laughs> or something like that. Like that's that's a legitimate fear of mine. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. a really good point that you only you use it for this specific reason. Yeah. And like obviously I feel like I do feel like I have a more like toxic relationship with my other social media apps like Mm -hmm. you know Snapchat and Instagram and frankly Venmo like back in the day I've been like a more I've been better now like but I used to like stalk people in Venmo which was like really Really? bad yeah wow well Venmo is like you know Venmo is a real thing girl because yeah you know, if they're Venmoing each other, then they're hanging out, hanging out, you know? <laughs> There's money involved. That is, some, that is like FBI level stuff. I, I feel like the FBI won't even think of that, honestly. But yeah, LinkedIn and Venmo is where it's at, y'all. That is the primo, primo stalking website. Oh yeah, honestly. And I'm th- that's actually like one behavioral change that I, I really like about myself. Mm-hmm. That I've really... Mm-hmm. I've controlled the urge to like stalk mm-hmm. people. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Every now and then, I still have like, yeah, impulsive bursts and whatnot. And then I go on every social media platform that exists and like search people up. But now, you know, I don't, I don't do it so much 
anymore. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I'm like able to control myself. Most it's of really the time, interesting. Actually. Yeah, it's really interesting looking back on your um tech behaviors. Cause it's sort of it's sort of look okay, so this is what I'm thinking right now. Like, you know how you look back in your at your like self and you're just like, Oh my god, I can't believe I did those things in real life. Like, oh I can't believe I said mm-hmm. that to that person or I can't believe I was like this yeah. in real life. You also have that now with your technological behaviors. Like for me, it was like, Oh my god, I can't believe I used to look at my bank app like every five minutes because I was so obsessed yeah. with like not losing money. Like that was a behavior yeah. that was like, Oh, that was pretty weird, huh? And so, like, you really see um, your personality and your personal growth not only manifesting in the way that you behave in your regular life, like your real-world life, I guess, but also in the way that you interact with technology and the way you interact with your phone, apps, whatever. No, yeah. And actually, so, you know, we have our apps, like, on our phone. And even when I'm on my laptop, you know, I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Sometimes I'm, you can, like, access Instagram through, like, your browser. And mm-hmm. even, like, dating apps and shit. But when I bought myself my iPad on Black Friday, I swore that I was, like, this is going to be for educational purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be for education. And I knew that the minute I start like I would download like social media apps in here that it would stop Mm -hmm. serving that purpose so up until now I can proudly say there is not a single social media app on my iPad that's awesome I like that a lot but yeah like that's that's I I really like that that intention and dedication because I feel like honestly one of the biggest things that has been missing in my life has just been intention I've sort of just gone along with the way I've always been doing things. But um, I think taking the time to really like evaluate why you're doing why you're what you're doing yeah. is really important and seeing like if you if you want to keep that behavior fine, like you just said, like you really said this is only going to be for educational apps. And that's a really good intention. But if you're like the way I'm blindly going away with like my Facebook behaviors or any other like maladaptive uh Uh technological behaviors like it's really important to focus not focus but notice yourself doing those actions yeah yeah like I feel like for so long and I'm still like this in like other aspects like of my life you know Mm -hmm. okay so someone told me before I go into that someone told me that we you know we are layers like we are layers we are not yeah, we're pretty much onions. So, you know, if, you know, just because your professional self is so mature does not mean that your emotional self is also. You can mm-hmm. be a very successful career person, but mm-hmm. have, like, super shitty relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, yeah, like, or, you know, you could just, you could still, everyone has, like, that inner child, you know? And mm-hmm. just, like, all that stuff. And, um I forgot where I was going with that, but I guess I just meant to say, like, you know, I feel like I'm, like, I feel like I'm introspective, like, as a person in general. I tend to spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time just thinking things through and, like, looking, like, really looking into myself, but it, it's one it's one thing to be introspective and like be aware of the situation and another thing to like actually like take action you know and like yes make a change and I feel like I'm really good at introspection and taking an action when it comes to my professional 
slash academic life, you know, like the mm-hmm. iPad and all that. Mm-hmm. But in other aspects of my life, I'm not so good at like well doing- developed. Yeah, I like making that action. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm still, like, introspective, like, emotionally. Mm-hmm. But, like, in terms mm-hmm. of, like, my relationships, I don't really, like, take action, you know? I'm aware. I'm aware of the problem, but I don't really yes. fix it. Yes. I was actually talking to my dad about this, or, like, a, a couple of weeks ago or something. But I was, like, there is – so I, I, I'm not – I don't know if I told you about my class. My senior seminar was called Naturalizing the Mind. And basically what um, we did in that class was really explore what intention is, what intentions are, what beliefs are, what desires are, Mm -hmm. basically all of these things in our minds that don't like we don't necessarily know why they're there. And, you know, like it's just something that you really take for granted about yourself. And the biggest like if I had to give you a question that sort of illustrates what we did in that class, Mm -hmm. it was trying to figure out the difference between a wink and a blink. A wink and a blink. Yes. Okay. So the wink has intention. Yes, the wink. Okay. Like it's it's the same. It's the same process. It's the same biological process. But one is it's it's not involuntary. You're still doing it because you want to do it. But one has intention behind it. Like there's a message in it. You know. Yeah. And so, um, uh, yeah. And so I, what I was saying was like there is definitely a block between intention desire and action like there's something there in between because some things for me it's really easy for me to do it like I have an intention and Mm -hmm. I have a desire to do it and I just do it and you're right that is most of the time it is in my academic life also and Mm -hmm. I feel like that is part of the reason why my college days were pretty successful like I just want to do things and I do them but then other things like I really want to do them and I have a desire to do them, but I just don't. And I don't know why. And uh-huh. um, habits are pretty hard, like doing that, like building a habit or something or um, wanting to do something in a, like um, like trying to mend like my familiar relationships or something. And yeah. I just like, don't do it. I'm just like, I want to do it, but I won't because like there's just something there not like helping me do it you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's like this block no yeah um also this is like a complete like another complete tangent i know we were supposed to talk about like modern communication aka social media but that that was our plan (laughs) the word the word intention has been thrown a lot in the past 15 minutes and Mm -hmm. so pretty much i was on witch talk so I know, so I was like, okay, so apparently, I was just, my friend sent me this Twitter thread, apparently, about, like, some people, like, a, a, a very young coven in Witch Talk hexed the moon, or something what? like that, so they're like, oh, if you rely heaven, heavily on the moon, like, you might have been feeling off, and I was, I was feeling a bit off, hmm. and then I, I was even joking with, like, people, I was like, oh my god, like, um, cancer season, like, really has it out like has it really has really has it out has it for, me. for you mm-hmm. yeah and like and then I heard about like people with like hexing the moon and I'm like oh my god like the moon is my ruling it's the ruling body of my zodiac cancer really That's my, yeah how do you find that out girl it's in your birth chart we're gonna look at yours okay 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 uh, <laughs> um so yeah, like cancers, our, our planet is the moon so obviously if the moon was you know it was hexed then oh, I'm Venus it. Negative Sorry. energy. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. I am ruled by love. I know. 
anyway but, um, <laughs> so that was on that you know that was just the preface of what i'm about to say but so i was like oh interesting like witchcraft is so interesting so mm-hmm. i was on these like i was like i went to the tiktok of the original person who was like people hex the moon and that's why we're filling off and you know obviously there were like a bunch of guys who were like ha ha if you seriously believe this like how do you expect us to like treat like treat you with respect when you believe in like witchcraft and um what the heck so i got into i i found another tiktok and then they were they were like well witchcraft actually is it's not like obviously they don't you know they don't believe they could like levitate like things or themselves you know Mm -hmm. what witchcraft really is is it's about intent it's Mm -hmm. putting your intent out there and you know it's like manifesting the energy that you want back Mm mm-hmm so I was like, oh, that's already, like, my, like, somewhat my philosophy in life is, like, you know, just, like, manifest. Manifest what you want into existence. So, mm-hmm. you know, a bad intent, like, I mean, a good intent would be, like, oh, like, please protect this person that I love, you know? Yes. So that's, like, oh, please give this, um, please give this person good health. So it's, like, mm-hmm. that's what you would think of as, like, a, a protective charm, you know, or a protective spell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a bad intent would be what a hex or a curse be like oh please let this person be in an accident please like not let this person yeah and so you're putting you're putting that energy out into the universe and obviously Mm -hmm. if it also works like in a like a karmic way where if you're putting bad intent you receive bad intent back yeah of course yeah because that's the energy energy. that you're yeah that's the energy you're giving out you know like um what fascinates me most about like quantum physics and like well, I don't know a lot about quantum physics, but I know enough to know that it's really interesting, uh-huh. is that literally everything is made out, out of energy. Like, they are figuring out that, um, like, light can perform both as a wave and a particle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if if what if we also are a wave and a particle, you know? Like, we're just built up from that. So then technically, fundamentally, we would all be energy. And if energy has, like, a sort of magnetic component to it, except for, like, not opposites attract, but if if similar energy, like, let's say frequency, that's, that's what most people talk about. Yeah. Like, if you're vibrating or if your energy is on a certain frequency, then you're more likely to attract frequencies on your same level. And you know what? Even if that's not, like ontologically true like if even if that's not exactly how the world works it Mm -hmm. really is a really good metaphor for how um I feel also like when I'm a very sensitive person so whenever I am in like um a room that is like very you know it has a high energy to it like everything's just buzzing and you're like ooh, yes I know this is this is gonna be a good day like if I walk into that buzzing energy I can do so much with what I have but uh-huh. then if I walk into like a room or like I'm talking to a person with like a really heavy low energy like I could just feel the nihilism and like just the like just it's just rubbing off of them I will yeah. feel terrible like that will really bring me down and weigh me down yeah and like I don't know if that's really how the universe works but I feel that yeah like it makes sense you know one thousand percent. It makes sense to our experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And and yeah, like if you have a bad intent, of course you're going to be vibrating on that energy. So maybe like if your in- intent is to hex the moon and you're vibrating on that energy, maybe you could manifest it by actually, I don't know, hexing the moon. <laughs> yeah, so apparently like the moon, so a lot of energies, you know, like there is more good energies that are going towards, you know, a lot of people love the moon. A lot of witches send mm-hmm. good intent to the moon. And so they were like, the moon is way too strong to be affected one by yeah. a hex. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Obviously like I don't know, like it might I feel like hexing one person might be easy. Yeah, I actually wonder. Okay, so I'll, I was also just reading through comments. They're like why why y'all didn't hex Donald Trump? <laughs> oh my gosh. And then she that is said she was like, "Honey, we all did. I swear <laughs> there are witches on his side too." Oh no. Fuck those witches. I don't know. The magma no. witches. <laughs> Imagine. They just show up at his rally with like I I feel like he would crucifix them though. Like if that was a thing still. Yeah, he would. Like, you know, it's like it's like women being pro Trump. Yeah, women L- for Trump, LGBT Latinas too. for Trump. Yeah, like yeah. Black people for Trump literally the same energy as like witches for trump honestly dude i love seeing the witch black mad black lives matter though like that like seeing just how many people support black lives matter and like the diversity of it just makes me so happy yeah like that is one thing that i will uh probably not miss about facebook honestly i don't really see a lot of pro blm stuff on there anyway uh-huh. but um so i i'm i'm doing instagram part time now that's what i call it yeah. I only do it on the weekends because I know if I have it on my phone during the weekday, I wouldn't be able to get anything done. I still have a lot of problems with TikTok, but like that is also locked on my phone until like 10 a.m. I mean, uh, until 3 p.m. from 10 a.m. Uh-huh. to 3 p.m. And really, you like you really have to be like, first of all, you have to know yourself and you have to know your behaviors. And then mm-hmm. you sort of have to like circum circumfrize. What is it? Circum. Like when you go around, circumnavigate. I guess circumna. Sure, whatever. Circumnavigate. Go go around. Yeah, go around yourself. Basically, you have to like trick yourself into not doing your behaviors if you don't have the willpower to just like stop doing it cold turkey. Uh So yeah. All right. Well, thank you. so much for talking with me carmel i love doing our podcast and i love talking with you so i'm glad we did this um uh this is probably going to be the end of our first episode if you've listened this far thank you so much for hearing our our ramblings Um, it was supposed to be be about communication but it, it i don't know how but it turned into witches so um thank you for sticking with us um tune in to next week when we will be talking about morality versus ethics what is the difference and um how does it relate to the our favorite tv show now um skins um (laughs) yeah so thank you for listening and we will see you next time bye bye guys